Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. Welcome back to the Overnight Crowd here on SEN, your home of sport. Crystal clear through the SEN app, of course, and through your digital radio dials. Paul Sebastiani here with you to preview what was a massive Caulfield Cup and Everest Day over the weekend. Some big winners, big names. And uh, to do it all and uh, review it all with us is Ralphie Horowitz from Race Track. Ralphie, a very good evening. To you, Ralphie. Well, uh, it was it was a weekend of, of epic proportions, and I know you're a big advocate for what Peter Valandis is doing up there in Sydney, and the, the crowd was just amazing at Randwick, wasn't it? Well, absolutely. So I'm 53, which means I can remember the late 70s when Kerry Packer uh, started World Series cricket, and it was game over. He won uh, late in 1979 when the SCG was an absolute sellout and you couldn't get in. It was packed and they had the helicopter shots and that's when he beat the establishment. And I reckon that was the equivalent for what Peter Villandis did then. That you, you cannot, you, you can knock him if you don't like him as a person, that's everyone's taste, but what he did, that was Innovation 101 and all credit to him. That was just an absolute stunning success. And we were the benefits here in Melbourne as well uh, because um, unlike, well, it's almost reverse Melbourne Cup Day. When Fleming and puts on the show and there's race meetings all around the country, I think people are more engaged in racing mm. everywhere in the, in the country because Sydney had this fantastic sprint race. Yeah, so while while Sydney and Peter Volandis talk about how well the Everest went, it seems that uh, the only thing we're worried about in Melbourne is blood balls around Flemington, doesn't it? <laughs> Well, look, I mean, that's, uh, hasn't there? I, I tell you what, now, here, here you are, you've got me out on a Monday to be what an expert I am after the event. Yeah. Haven't there been some experts after the event on how dangerous the flood wall was? Oh, and it God. was built 15 years ago, and now apparently it was dangerous. Well, yeah. hello, where were you for the previous 14? It's uh, it's general after the battle type stuff, isn't it? Uh, oh. oh, God. Speaking some of a battle. People. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of a battle, all right. Well, we're on the we're on the case of the Everest. I mean, giga kick. What? Now you did say he ran sensational time. Uh, he, he did a really he, he posed some really good numbers at, in his win in the Danehill, and it was an electric win. And he's gone on with it here, giga kick. I mean, what a what a story. What a horse. The trainer just brilliant for Clayton Douglas to get it done. Craig Williams, an immaculate ride. Uh, how how did you see this race unfold? What was the review like? Well, uh, we we uh, do a black book product, and we mm-hmm. said, do not underestimate this horse. Specifically, do not underestimate the nose margin. This was a serious win. Mm-hmm. I know it, I know I was on with you uh, after that, and I said, this is a star. But I thought a three-year-old star, so I'm not going to claim it. <laughs> so I just assumed that when we spoke that uh, he'd be running in the Coolmore on Derby Day. And he'd take a power of beating. Well, instead, uh, he got picked up as one of the slots. For those who don't really know it, there's 12 uh, ownership st- stakes, if you like. And um, 
position became available. I forget it. It might have been Snap Dancer. Does that sound right? I think so. Uh, yeah. 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 So they said uh, they made the offer, and it was taken up. So uh, we knew it was a horse on the rise. And a couple of things happened afterwards, but we'll, we'll, that's a bit boring as far as, uh, you know, the type of uh, data and stats that we look at. But from a story perspective, you know, as you said, that, that's for, uh, you know, a young young fella, 27, everything, everything's relative, isn't it? If you're 19, 27 years old. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, it, it's, it's a, it's a, it is a great story. Craig Williams, a master group one rider throughout his, uh, throughout his storied career and uh, on top of it now at the moment he's fundraising for the Ukraine where his wife's from and uh, so there's layers layers to this from a from a racing uh, story perspective but also from a, a talent on the rise perspective uh, you know all honours. Yeah absolutely so Nature Strip I mean people will say you know dollar ninety favourite he's failed but do you think and, and I'm just looking at this race thinking well you know he's had the overseas trip he's come here run that rat race first up over 1100 meters where he's beaten eduardo and then he had to and i would assume get involved in a very high pressure 1200 meter race was it just a case of maybe him not and we know people are going to say oh, he's caught three deep without cover but was it just more of a case of him not having that real sturdy rock hard base of fitness and you know he had a little bit of a gap between runs that maybe just saw him out in the last 50 meters of that race look there's a, there's a few things worth noting here. The first part is everyone assumed it was a brutal speed. It mm. actually wasn't. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I I tend to err on the side of thinking that Vince, Vince's uh, figures uh, hold up given he's got 1,682 races based over 35 years. So so I reckon that gives you some confidence <laughs> in, the, in the depth of uh, knowledge that he's doing. So what had to happen last year was they went fast and brutally fast in the mid-race and nothing could lift their legs. Well, they didn't actually go that quickly. Eduardo's pulled up sore. So here's here's my take out of it, and it's, this is totally hindsight. I, I don't like people that are hindsight after the fact yeah. when they say, you should have you should have thought this. I'm saying this is sometimes, you know, in this case, you learn from things. There's a good argument, and we're starting to look into this a lot, that when horses come off short breaks and they explode first up, that might be their best for, mm. the, for the prep, right? So he went to England and back. Um, he's, he was fantastic first up. He didn't turn up. Mm. He gassed right out. And I'll, when I say that, I mean by his standards. So his unbelievable standards. His only bit of kryptonite previously has been brutal first section, brutal second section. They weren't that quick. So I can just say that, you know, it's an old saying about horses aren't, being, aren't motorbikes, you know, they're animals we're dealing with. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's a going to England and back and uh, and then exploding first up. He, he just, he tapered. Now, whether that's because he's eight years old or whether that's because of the short break and that, that was a big, uh, big, you know, early sign. And then uh, I think someone once called it the lawnmower effect. You know, that last little bit before <laughs> it runs out of petrol? Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's Which sort of like uh, a say. bit a bit like Kramer on Seinfeld when he's, uh, he's he's running on empty and they go again with the car sales. <laughs> That'll do. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. So, yeah, so he just gassed out. And that's what, you know, he looked the winner at the 200 and then, mm. you know, foot to the floor, there was nothing there. So um, he didn't, uh, while, while he wasn't at his best, Giga Kick was good, not great. And by that, I mean, I, uh, he's, he's still on the way up. Mm. Private Eye, uh, my head rolled off after its first up win, but I thought he's going to be dynamic in a mile well. 
he's run pretty much equally, which is a great sign from Myla. And so what I'm saying is, you know, if you can, it's one thing to explode first up, but then because the slot became available, then they went to, and and to be good again at 1200. Yeah, mm-hmm. the last day of the Flemington Carnival, where there's a big, uh, mm-hmm. it's a new race. Is it two million dollars now? I think so. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think they'll win enough to go a long way in the taxi. Okay, okay. Yeah, I thought Private Eye was was probably the one to follow. And you mentioned him yeah. first up with his win at Flemington, which was which was phenomenal. Uh, let's move to Caulfield, Ralphie. Caulfield Cup and. You, you, you were a big rap for Gold Trip, and I know you're a weight skeptic. And you know we we were sort of uh, we were sort of having and hashing it out that you know oh there's this seven kilo weight swing between he and he and uh, Smoke and Romans. Well, Gold Trip loomed up to win, but dirty filthy Chris Wallace nabbed nabbed Gold Trip on the line with Durst in the emergency. I mean we we can never doubt we can never doubt these these incredible Group One trainers, can we? We can't. It um it's just a case of you know perfect run perfect ride got out in the fastest part of the track gold trip mark Zara went for home a bit early and but i don't say that as criticism i just mm-hmm. say that as it's just fact like mm-hmm. because he, he just tanked out he thought i've got everyone beaten and he had that he knew of and then this durston's come along and because durston just had that rock hard fitness about it what about this i, I looked it up in mid sorry the, to, at the end of july at a you know, pretty plain old Rose Hill meeting in winter. Uh, these two horses ran one, two in the Caulfield Cup. They were both, I think, fourth and sixth in a, in a 1500 race uh, kicking off. So that residual fitness. But Gold Trip was always a run behind due mm-hmm. to the, you know, it was an import in its first prep, uh, whereas Durston's had, uh, I think, three preps. And, uh, and yeah, just game of inches, it's all it was. And, and uh, the luckless runner. So this was another one. I think I said to you that I liked it as a roughy uh, pull. So I sort of did a little stake with uh, Gold Trip and Montefiore. Mm. So, so that was uh, look. I eventually got out of the corner, but you know that's that's the case. We, we <laughs> <laughs> sometimes our heads wobbling and sometimes we're just rocking. Yes, exactly right. As you uh, say, mate. Sometimes it's Lido shuffle time. Sometimes it's yeah, uh, heading heading the corner. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was it was it, was, it look it, it was a good Caulfield Cup, and uh, you know the story out of it, obviously. Waller, Waller doing it again two times in three years. Were there any other runners maybe in behind that that could be hidden that we could potentially follow going forward? I know Benno was just, I mean, given absolutely no hope out the back last and sort of came down the outside, but just didn't well, really do much. Yeah, so yeah. you don't sort of know. Uh, yeah. Two hours was in an impossible position. Mm-hmm. Some chance it was flat from that big exertion in the Turnbull. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, maybe it's still got a good run to come, but more was wary though. When Mayor's sort of when, when mares that are really good at winning find keep finding excuses, yeah. you're generally better off jumping mm-hmm. off too soon than too late. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, you know, like I was like Montefilia, well, it's just savage line. And, you know, I mean, it was with Durston on the t- on the corner and then just found traffic mm-hmm. and whereas Durston didn't find any. So I think it, it, Montefilia definitely was as good as a winner. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gold trip. It's interesting. There's, I think they're back here up this week. Mm. My, my, my in the Cox Plate now. Normally I'd say no, but this horse is serious ability, and we're going to wet track that they're probably looking for. And finally, they would have caught up because I, I've thought it was a run behind its old prep. So I, I think you'll run okay this Saturday if they do run in. Okay, love it, love it. Uh, let's go to the three-year-old races, the Caulfield Classic. I thought this was. I don't know what the numbers say, but just to the eye visually, it, it looked like Mr. Maestro was one of the one of the winners of the day. I mean, to to sit out, to come out deep and have to press on from sort of the seven to the eight hundred, and 
and hold that run to the line. Mr. Maestro looks uh, his favourite for the derby, and uh, I'm assuming, based on his last two runs, it's it's completely justified. Yeah, well, they're totally different race shapes. So the mm-hmm. Flemington, they went quickly. Mm-hmm. The Caulfield, they walked. Mm-hmm. And if Harry Coffey had waited, so, I well, know, as you said, he, he, he took off. But he if he didn't take off, he would have lost. So on. that, that mm-hmm. was, you know, it was one of those uh, uh, times, uh, what's the phrase, winning ugly, you know, by getting going and making that long run. Well, he just had to make the long run because there was, there was uh, you know, hadn't, use any petrol up front and that's why it sort of looked workman like late um oh, i think he's i think he's near unbeatable in the derby yeah. <laughs> uh, so i uh, you know careful responsibly and the only thing is if they do win you should have had more on yeah <laughs> but careful what's i think there's always two two places in the market what is it uh, not enough and too much is, is always the case. Have in the yeah, exactly I, i'm echoing your sentiments there with mr <laughs> maestro in the derby i think you know, he's got that great base of fitness. He can handle the pressure. He's got an electric turn of foot as well. And, you know, these New Zealand trainers, Andrew Forsman learning off one of the best, Murray Baker. I don't think you can go too wrong in there looking at him from a, from a derby perspective. Uh, race number four uh, at Caulfield, the ethereal stakes will be a direct line to to the Oaks. Uh, flight stakes win a Renaissance woman launching home down the outside with Foxy Cleopatra. These two look like They'll be genuine Oaks hopes. Maybe Foxy Cleopatra's got a touch more upside, potentially just based on where she is in her career and, and her fitness. What have these uh, What have these fillies done on the clock? Not much on the clock, but mm. I agree with you. Yeah, it's, uh, and you don't need much on the clock to win mm-hmm. most Oaks. Uh, and there's no, like, you know, every now and then there's a really good filly that's just better than them. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't look like that's going to be the case this year. So uh, I think I think it was a case of one, the winner was had some race toughness through those, mm-hmm. you know, group ones in Sydney, even though she's well beaten, and then, you know, she can come to Caulfield. But the other one had won a really soft Mooney Valley, uh, you know, Friday night race against the right. was it, against four rivals. So it just looked on the home turn that one had the race smarts and toughness, and the other one didn't. So, yeah, I think, uh, I think, the runner-up is the one I would want to be on this far out. Yeah, it would seem that way. And the, the last runner that I wanted to focus on from a Caulfield perspective, and she was brutally unlucky at Mooney Valley last week, but by golly, did John McNeil ride her an absolute treat uh, in the 1,000-metre sprint, and that was a spore. The market really cottoned on to her late, and she absolutely bolted in. Uh, what what do you make of her? She It looks like um, the talk around her is that she's probably going to trick Towards a, an Oakley Plate type uh, type race, uh, what did you make of her performance? Yeah, she looks a very similar profile to Marabi last year. Mm-hmm. You know, she won first up at Ballarat, uh, bolted in, and you know that she just kept winning through the summer. Did enough to get into the Oakley Plate. Um, this filly, I assume, by winning that race is probably already qualified, so I wouldn't be surprised if they just tip her out and attack the Oakley Plate. So um, she, yeah, she's got. She was really, really good really good and she's that when it was in early february um second she got beaten but her first 400 out of the stalls is something i really see on vince's work so that that off a standing start so she has explosive early speed and as you said she had zero luck at Moody valley she sort of that tight track she's good at sand down first up and she was terrific on sunday so yeah she's a very exciting horse on the up yeah absolutely uh now just before we let you go i mean uh, you said palaley was a very very smart winner at Corfield. he's a favorite for the manicado uh can we maybe lean you into him uh this this friday night before uh, before we preview a big cox plate later in the week 
Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I do like him on talent. I, I just can't yeah. think off the top of my head without what the wet, what a really wet track might mm-hmm. mean. So mm-hmm. there's, there's a lot of rain predicted. So we have to we have to wait on that. I know Animo's an absolute duck, so that wouldn't worry me. It's I was just think only the Euro. Uh, who I haven't done inform yet on uh, could could beat Animo. Um, so that's probably my thoughts as far out. And just for the punters also from uh, Saturday, that runner-up, Cap de Joie, I think there's a Flemington race for it. Okay. Um, yeah. So it just it just couldn't get in the right spot, and uh, and the tempo was against it. But I reckon I'd be surprised if they had put a big circle around a Flemington sort of cup week race. And uh, I think she's a nice horse on the up. Yep, Cap de Joie for Nick Ryan. Yeah, Damien yep. Oliver flying home down the outside to run second. I, I wasn't too too displeased with that. Just quietly, Ralphie. I was on St. Bathens for for a little Can't bit on that. Self interest. No, no, not at all. Not at all. That's the best in this caper. That's it. Uh, Well, you can find all your stuff at uh, racetrackralphie.com.au. Pleasure doing it with you again. And uh, we'll chat uh, chat later this week, my friend. Looking forward to doing it with you for for Cox Plate Day. It's, uh, I mean, this is... I mean, you, you know how many cox plates you've watched. This this is probably the it's the best way for age race in 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 the world. You would say, and, and definitely in Australia. Yeah, can't wait. Yeah, be super. beautiful, perfect, mate. Ralphie Horowitz, racetrackralphie.com.au to check out all his work there. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.